What's up, everyone? This is Bilal, and welcome to the Gamescast, episode 43. Uh, this week, joining me is Rob. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's late on the East Coast, and we are tired, but we didn't want to skip a week, seeing as next week is the Super Bowl, and we're likely not going to record. Um, Jen's not joining us this week, but it'll just be the two of us uh, for a quick little pod. Um, how's it been going? Um, it's going good. I, I can't complain. Uh, been busy with work, but still found a way to get out to the movies. And I finally saw Escape Room, which uh, I've been that? wanting to see. I, it's what you expect. I mean, I, I had fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. It is a very, like, by-the-numbers horror movie. Did it at any point where you, like, the clue's right in front of you. You just gotta put this... In I, so I'm I'm really I'm probably not the best person to go see this movie with. I at one point leaned over to the one of my friends who was there with me, and told them the answer to the clue. And then 30 seconds later, of course, it was the correct answer. And I realized this was probably a, an obnoxious move. So I spent the rest of the movie basically biting my tongue whenever. <laughs> Were uh, any of the characters uh, beyond like? I'm just going to... Mm, what I'm trying to say here. Were some of the characters like really, really dumb in terms of trying to solve these clues, or was it pretty by the book? No, no, no. It was, it was, it was pretty by the book. I mean, honestly, it kind of feels like Saw for young adults. Oh. That, that's a genre that hasn't been tapped yet, so why not? Yeah, I mean, I think... I'm excited to see where they go next with this it definitely seems like they can make a franchise out of it i know its budget like most horror movies was very low and they ended up making somewhere around they're at somewhere like 45 million on a 13 million dollar uh budget so there's a strong chance i'll end up seeing more of these oh that sounds like fun in terms of movies i don't think i've seen anything uh me and my wife just got done uh watching mr robot my second time her first um, so that's got one final season coming later this year, so, um, we're all prepped and primed for that. Highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Have you been, uh, playing anything fun this week? Uh, yeah, a lot of the usual suspects. I've been talking about this the past few weeks we've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Realm Royale still. Yeah, how is that going? Uh, is there a community for it on e- Xbox, or is it, um... So, yeah, we haven't had a problem getting into matches. The queues feel... Like, they're probably, like, mm, anywhere from 20 seconds to, like, a minute and a half. And a minute and a half when you're just staring at a screen can feel like a long time. Yeah. But in the long run, it, it hasn't been a problem at all. It just came out of closed beta and is now an open beta for anybody to download. Yeah, no, I remember. I signed up for one of those closed beta keys. I got one. Never fired up a match, but that got open fairly quick. Yeah, yeah. And so- I'm... I'm it, we have finally... Me and... Uh, my group of friends I normally play with. The game clicked with me pretty early on, and the game has finally clicked with them. And we've gone on just absolutely insane winning streaks. The other day, I won uh, uh, five in a row and nine out of ten. Damn. And earlier we were we had a streak going where my the guys that I've been playing with had already been playing earlier, and they w- were at like two three or four in a row at that point with me hopping on and board as well so i mean no complaints there i've been having a good time you 
I told you and Jen, I want to get us together to actually run a couple matches, see if we can get Jen to actually like one of these. Yeah, no, I've been... I wish I've had more time in the week. It, it's literally... we come home and we've been watching Mr. Robot um, and then I've had game a few hours to game here and there um, m- most of it happening on a one day uh, which was this past Friday uh, but like, what's in your opinion what's the biggest hook for this compared to the others I think the fact that it's free to play is one of them right it gives you basically one of the reasons that Fortnite is so huge is the fact that it's free to play and it is on all these different platforms. The problem with, in my opinion, which can turn some people off on Fortnite is the building aspect. So this has closer to a more traditional shooter gameplay uh, mm-hmm. without the building, but then also has some of the trappings of a Fortnite. It, it's set in a fantastical world. Uh, the environments are fairly bright and colorful. There's all these crazy emotes. And then I find the down but not out mechanic really interesting right so in your blackouts or in your fortnights if your teammate goes down they're on all fours waiting to be revived right yeah in this game when you go down you get turned into a chicken what and then you run around as a chicken until you get until you get your chicken killed or if you've been chicken three times then you're out of chickens after that so what it does is it gives you an opportunity, and this is also in single player, so it gives you an opportunity to not be out right away, to run around, regroup. It also makes it so that you don't know exactly how many people are left in the area. Normally, in, we'll say, Blackout or Fortnite, if you've downed two people, and then the third person you face it's, is an insta-kill, and then the other two have been wiped from the board the other two were down you know that that's their whole team and this you never know i mean someone could be chicken and they could be the last player on their team or you know you could chicken them and there could be three more coming up and so the other thing is there's forges and all the major like named locations and even some non-named locations where when you're going through chests and you're getting items anything that you don't want you disenchant which just turns it into shards right which is this currency that you use at the forges at the forges, you can craft your specific classes' special weapons, right? Class-specific weapons, some class-specific abilities, and your armor potions and health ports, stuff like that. So that's the other thing that makes it different is this risk-reward of going to the forge because when you're at a forge, people can see and hear that you're at that forge, right? So there's a risk-reward to that's it. Cool. And there's also, we had a situation the other day where we had gotten into a fight and we won our initial fight but then had got third partied and three people on my team had died and i was the only one left so i ran i took off i had max shards on me so i was able to go to a forge later in the game and you have the opportunity to resurrect your team through the forge wait even after they've been killed as a chicken even after they've been killed as a chicken you can resurrect them and they get all their chickens back at that point and whatever weapons they had on them when they were eliminated they get back so What's the maximum of shards? Uh, 200 is the most you can carry. And then how much is it for a revive for a teammate? I think it's 100 or 150. It's something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. But that's, here's the thing. It, that's not per teammate oh, either. It's so, per team. 
it's for the team. So if you only have two down, if you have one down, if you have three down, it's still the same cost across the board. So we've had some situations where we've won matches because of that feature. That sounds like a lot of fun because I've known in matches of Fortnite, I've died in, in maybe the first fight. And then you kind of just sit there and wait for your group to finish, which can get boring. But yeah, to be revived, that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's also one of those things where in Fortnite, a lot of times, let's say we're playing a duo, you and I, right? And let's say you know not saying this is how it would likely happen but let's say you died first and well, you were eliminated let, let's be honest that's how it always happens <laughs> <laughs> so in that situation even if i cleared out the area we were there nine times out of ten i would just say hey like quick quick re you know yeah. quick requeue and i would just build up and then kill myself right yeah. because i don't want you standing sitting there watching me for 20 minutes you know 25 minutes however long and also i'm already at a disadvantage right because it's just me against everybody else but in this there is a reason to sit there and watch and try to escape and it it keeps you invested even when you are out of the game unlike these you know unlike some of the other battle royales out there so i think it works really really well sorry that's my I sat on my phone <laughs> and my Bixby because I have Samsung Assistant. Anyway, but yeah, so that I think I think it has a lot that makes it different. On its face, it does just seem like another Battle Royale, but it's all the little different mechanics that I think if people actually give it a chance and, and get into it, I think it could have a, a fairly strong following. I mean, is it going to be as big as Blackout or, you know, I mean, the king at this point, Fortnite? I don't know, you know? This is the same studios that's done Smite and Paladins, right? Yes. So, so I mean, yeah, I, from what I played of Smite and Paladins, and I played Paladins on the Switch, those are smooth running games, so I imagine this feels just as good. Yeah, no, they, I mean, it is still a little, there are some parts where it gets a little, um, there's a little bit of lag and, and frame rate drop, but for the most part, I don't have many issues, and I will say that one thing they do well is that they support their games they do build up these dedicated following and it's one of those things where you don't hear a lot about their games as much as say the bigger titles in the same genre as their games yeah but they still have a strong following and they do commit to their games and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with this and see how big it can grow and and what else they add to it and how they keep it fresh yeah, no, I think we should definitely try this out uh, this upcoming week. Uh, hopefully with the gen, we can uh, talk about it a bit more on the yeah. next episode. And then besides Realm Royale, I also have been chipping away at Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I wasn't even going to mention it, but without Jen being here, I feel like we have to mention yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey at some point. And I guess I'll just go out there and, and you know do what she would do anyway and talk about how amazing cassandra's arms are i guess right that's what her obsession is is the the arms all right well that was for you jen yeah um so have you done the side quest that's kind of like where you find a guy that jailed himself no no okay um then i won't talk about that once you have let me know on this podcast because that's one of my favorite side quests in the game Okay, here, th- I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I mean, don't tell me about it now, yeah. but there's a strong chance I might never even see it because okay. I'm at a point <laughs> with this game where I am mostly just mainlining it. I don't blame you. I yeah. Got, how have you been finding it since the recent patch with where you can just scale the levels? 
I mean, it's been it's been fine. I'm enjoying it a lot. My problem is I'm just not looking for a game that I is the only game I play. Yeah. Right. Like it's hard enough to get play any single player games because of all the different multiplayer games that I play with my friends. That takes up a lot of the, a lot of my time. So I'm just I really really like this game. I really want to play this game, but I just can't dedicate 140 hours to it. I'll give it 60. I'll give it 45, which I feel like is plenty, right? Mm-hmm. But I just can't dedicate the time it's going to take to do every single side quest. Now, I say that, and I still find myself getting distracted here and there and taking on side quests or taking on bounties. But I'm trying my best at this point to just semi-mainline it. Yeah. No, I found myself burning out. I mean, I was probably 60 hours into the game at that point, but... <laughs> I did uh, find myself burning out with the number of activities. I mean, I appreciate everything Ubisoft does in terms of giving you the bang for your buck in those games, but sometimes the quality it doesn't match up uh, to some of the you know mainline content. Like the side quests can be some of them are just not well written. Yeah. It's like, why am I doing this to myself? Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But and then, you know what? Great games. Yeah, absolutely. And then besides that, I'm still playing, and I talked about this last week, uh, Brawl Stars on my phone. Uh, You got to try it. So what do you think so far? So I I think I only spent two days playing this, and that's only because I got really, really um, into it uh, to the point where I was like, okay, I I just need to slowly... um, just like I'll, I'll play like a match or two otherwise i drained my phone battery that first day yeah it's, it's fantastic the, um the, each of the heroes or players that you can choose from plays very differently um the gem mode uh i think it's like where you have to collect 10 gems and hold it for 15 seconds really comes down to your teammates i found myself playing more of uh, the solo showdown um, okay uh, so that's kind of like the battle royale yeah uh, which i apparently played when i went back and looked at my stats i played way more matches than i expected but i was also winning a good percentage of them so i felt great about that uh it has it's a really cool hook because it has like a battle pass in it that you don't pay for but it's more based off the trophies you get from winning right uh so yeah it's i don't feel like i need to spend money on anything in there it's a fantastic free to play compared to many of the others i've seen from king so they're or is this Supercell? This is Supercell. This is Supercell. The yeah. other game I've been playing is King. Um, yeah, Doesn't so, it also feel like the most like a video game? You know, I was thinking if they put this on the Switch, I would play this all yes. the time. I if thought that as well. Perfect 100%. game. Well, so what I've been doing to avoid not binging on this game so hard is once I can't get any more battle tokens, I stop. I stop playing. So that usually equates to five wins or like seven total matches, something like that. That's pretty smart. I, I think I should do that. Who's your favorite from the characters? Um, So I don't think I've got one nailed down. Uh, The one you start off with that has the wide range shotgun. Shelly, I think it is. Yes, it is Shelly. Um, I like her quite a bit. I've been, I find that it just depends on what role I feel like playing with. I think they do a good job of making all the characters feel different and feel like they have a role, right? Yeah. I remember you asking me if it was Boba-esque last week. And in that sense, I think it is. Um, for example, there's a luchador character, which he is really just to be up close. 
tank some hits and to disrupt. And so I enjoy playing him more in certain game modes than other game modes. And so it just honestly I haven't found a, a favorite yet. I like switching from character to character. Yeah, I for me I think I've been mostly playing Shelly, but I did switch over to that robot bartender who like lobs his bottles. Yeah, he's awesome as well. Yeah, it's like a nice AOE, and sometimes you can just like corner people towards the end of the matches, like the fire uh, draws in closer towards the middle, and they don't have a way in. I just trap them, and I was like, yes, this is the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, in that solo showdown or duo showdown, the showdown mode, whatever, whichever you decide to do, he is really great in that, being able to control the space, just like you said. Yeah, I haven't tried a duo yet, but I think there's some really interesting things you can do if you're coordinating with someone. Yeah, so I, I mostly <laughs> I mostly do duo just with a random, okay. and for the most part, it hasn't been that bad to be honest. I feel like I have less frustrating randoms in that mode than I do in the gem battle. Okay. Um, and then the I'll talk about one more game that uh, actually, let's hold off. Well, I think we're gonna talk about the other game of note that I've been playing later on. So, what about you? What have you been playing? So. Just a really quick Pokemon Go update. I got my shiny Groudon. I got my coworker a second shiny Kyogre. So he said he'll trade that to me if I don't get uh, one of my own, which is probably going to be the case since I've already spent way too much time uh, trying to get these get one through the raids. Um, so happy with that. Uh, other than that, I there was Brawl Stars, which we just talked about. I also tried out another mobile game, uh, not a big mobile gamer, but uh, this one's called Legend of Soulguard. It's from King, and it's a, a match three RPG where you have your creatures and you match them in a row three, they turn into these bigger creatures, and they attack in the lane that they are in, and you're supposed to take out like the enemy crystal or the boss. Uh, it's pretty fun uh, so far. It has a lot of that free-to-play hooks like you get you, to upgrade your characters you need a certain amount of cards think like clash royale clash of clans um it, it's monetized very much in that way and it, it's kind of in your face a lot but i haven't found the need to buy anything just yet but i think the basic gameplay is solid uh and it's just something i go back to every once in a while if i'm bored uh, other than that, I started Pico Niku, which uh, Jen put as one of her anticipated games of 2019. It's from Devolver Digital. Uh, I think if you have Twitch Prime, it's one of the free games of the month. Or, I'm not sure how long that lasts, but it should be for the month. Uh, other than that, uh, that's been pretty fun so far. I'm not too big into the... I feel like at one of those adventure games where you kind of get your quest, you move around trying to figure out how to do it. Uh, there's times where I felt lost, but the writing and just the world are top-notch. Uh, I found myself laughing in a lot of situations. So, uh, it's something I'll- I heard short, like, about three hours, so it's something I'll stick with, uh, probably see to the end. Uh, other than that, uh, my biggest- my biggest time spent was this past Friday on Resident Evil 2, uh, remake for- on Xbox- no, actually been playing on PC. Uh, and how- how's it trading you so far? I played through the entire Leon campaign in one day. Uh, finished in under six hours, just short of six, uh, six hours for Leon. And I have not played a survival horror game that was this good ever, I think. There's 
I think a lot of the issues I've run into with previous Resident Evil games is I end up having... Either there's difficult spots throughout, but I always have enough ammo, enough healing items. This was one of the first ones where I found myself with like two bullets or zero bullets majority of the time. In the beginning, I had a lot of healing items and I was using them just willy-nilly. Like I was like, oh, I, I'm in caution. I'm not even in danger. I'll just heal myself up. And I think the last three hours of that game, I was in danger <laughs> the entire time because I could not fi find green herbs anywhere. Um, Mr. X, who is this big, brooding, menacing force, follows you throughout the mansion and most of the game. And when he shows up, he just follows you. And it is the scariest shit ever because you just have to run. There's no, there's no way to stop him. Um, you can slow him down, but that's wasting ammo that you, I don't have. And I'll be running into rooms just trying to get away with him, trying to remap my way around the mansion and like pulling up the map. What route can I take to get back into this room that he's blocking me from? I've walked into dead ends and I'm just like, okay. I'm going to get smacked by this guy. Uh, maybe I'll get lucky and not lose health. I think one of my most memorable memories from this, uh, from the Leon campaign was he's Mr. X is right behind me. And I run into this hallway and all, I, all of a sudden this lurker pops out and I literally just scream. It's like 2 a.m. <laughs> and I'm just screaming in my basement by myself. And I'm just like... That's I'm, awesome. Uh, no game has done this to me. I felt like I my Apple Watch. I just look, look at my heartbeat, and it would just spike in certain spots. I was like, "Oh, I can't, this is just absolutely awesome." Um, there was times where I was like, "Maybe I should lower the difficulty from standard to assisted." I never did, uh, but it definitely gave me a run for my money. I started the Claire campaign, which um, is like it's the second run, so it's abbreviated version so i showed up back at the police station a lot of the doors are already open uh but some of the puzzles are completely different so far uh so it's interesting to see that mr x is already out and about there's more lurkers or lickers i forget what they're called uh so it's very tense from the get-go and i don't have as many item slots and there's items everywhere so i need to figure out what to prioritize uh I think story-wise, it's a Resident Evil game. The stories in Resident Evil never really, no, were uh, never anything to write home about. Uh, but the gameplay is—I uh, think it's something that everyone should play. It's a little bit short on the short side. Uh, I think it's, from what I've heard, it's like 10, 11 hours for both runs of the game. That actually sounds perfect for me right now. Yeah. I think once I'm done with Assassin's Creed, I'm gonna end up picking that up and playing through that next. And it, w it just felt so nice to... I mean, I played six hours of a game uh, in one day, and it's been so long since anything's pulled me to do that. Yeah. So, I highly recommend it. And the game is gorgeous, drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, it's how every remake should be done, in my opinion. Uh, outside of that, I think that's about everything I've played. Uh, yeah, so... Real quick, oh. there is one more thing I, I hopped into that oh. I wanted to mention and I completely blanked on, is that I hopped back into Sea of Thieves for a little bit. Oh, how's that going? I know I talked about wanting to jump back into it, but I never got it downloaded. Um, so, we only played for like, I'd say like an hour, and I had forgotten just how much I enjoyed the look of that game. Yeah. 
and the sound design i still wish that there was a way for us to just have like a private server in there because we had more than four people who wanted to hop in together and play together and i think it would be awesome to not just be able to go on these adventures with your friends where you're actually trying to get the loot together or trying to take these down these skull forts together but also like me and my friends will turn on each other you know like <laughs> there's no honor amongst thieves and so i really wish that you know there was an option to do that but so far i think i think we're going to try to give it a couple more goes and try to get into it as th- as much as we can you think once that arena mode drops or that pvp mode drops you guys will go back into it and see what you can do uh i mean we might give that mode a, uh, a shot i'm less interested in that and more interested in just getting back into the base game i'd like if it you know if we moved into the rotation as something that we just did like at the end of the night to wind down and just to be able to talk together yeah um but we'll see we'll see how that goes <laughs> destiny without the shooting drama yeah yeah so uh i think for our topic this week we wanted to touch upon bioware's anthem beta demo yeah yeah they're not calling it a beta they're calling it the well this weekend was the vip demo so you had access to the demo if you pre-ordered the game or were a member of one of their services so on the xbox if you were an ea access member um on pc if you were what they Mm. origin access origin access yeah that's what it's called right yeah and so uh below you downloaded the demo correct yeah i downloaded this demo uh and come 12 o'clock on friday i was ready to go i was like hell yeah i want to be iron man and i got hit with this loading screen or it said i didn't have access to the demo um i just never got in and I never got to try today to see if I could get in. I just uh, was just like, you know what? It's been such a mess. I'll just wait till next weekend. Yeah, so I don't know how much we were actually following along. That was happening to everybody, right? We all were having problems getting in. And it was across all platforms. I mean, PC, PS4, Xbox. And so I was following along on their social media, on EA's like support social media on Twitter. And somehow when they were trying to free up more server space for the Anthem demo, they started causing problems across all of their games that required online connection. So Friday was a very bad day in general for all EIE games. And then I think late Friday, maybe early Saturday, they were able to get some of the issues resolved. They were able to get PC and PS4 players in the mix, but we're still having trouble for whatever reason with Xbox players. So it wasn't until Saturday around noon i guess that i was actually able maybe a little bit earlier that i was actually able to get into the demo and give it a shot and i got to play it for uh, a couple hours so how is it like from what i saw just in general a lot of people were complaining about just how it was playing because people would try jumping off heading into the jungle and they just get glitched right back up um, yeah so like that so yeah so even if you could get into the game itself there was an issue sometimes where we i wasn't able to invite my friends to my squad and then start a mission because if i did that i would get hit with an infinite load screen so what i had to do is i had to go get into the game get into a mission and then from inside the mission invite them and even then sometimes they would get hit with infinite load and have to restart their game and come back in so there was definitely still some issues going on but i will say my first impression was that the game is gorgeous 
right? Like, I really like the look of this game. I like the look of this game much more than I like the look of, say, Destiny. Yeah. And actually being in the Javelin, flying around like Iron Man, I mean, there's a reason so many people make that comparison. It feels awesome. It reminds me a lot of, although it's totally different movement, but, like, how good playing Spider-Man is, the Marvel Spider-Man, like, moving around in that, how it just felt right. Well, this feels just right for flying around in a robot Iron Man-like suit. So you're saying BioWare's Iron Man game is coming 2021? Hey, listen, I would be 100% down for that. If it controls anything like this, that'd be absolutely perfect. The well, missions are what you'd expect, right? Like, the actual yeah. gameplay is what you'd expect. You, you're you going through a... I don't want to say linear... But it is more rigid, kind of like Destiny, right? You're going yeah. from one point to the next, and you're killing mobs of uh, creeps, and then moving on to the next point, killing more mobs of creeps, moving on, and then fighting a bigger creep, right? That's like an end boss at the end of the level or whatever. I will say that um, you get a ton of loot. I mean, at least in this VIP demo, we were picking up a lot of loot at the end of each mission. We were able to mess around with a whole bunch of different weapons, How's the shooting feel? The shooting feels good. It feels like a third-person shooter. It feels like what you would expect the people who made Mass Effect and like Mass Effect Andromeda to okay. feel, right? And although I didn't play Mass Effect Andromeda, I did play Mass Effect 3, and they had that uh, like multiplayer horde mode yeah. with the shooting. So the shooting feels somewhat similar to that, except better, right? Okay, um, because I've, I love that horde mode in yeah, Mass Effect, so, so it makes me happy. I've read some articles and some impressions where they said that it feels a lot like how the combat in Mass Effect Andromeda felt and how that was actually one of the few things that was actually good in Mass Effect Andromeda. I didn't play that, so I don't have that comparison to make, but for those of you that did, this is what you can expect. I like all the abilities of the different suits. Um, We had a a game where I was in the all-around suit and our mutual friend Taylor was in the the like tank suit so right well it was it's ranger and I, colossus I, that I, sounds right yeah i mean it's definitely i was definitely in the ranger and so at one point uh and and we were playing with matt as well he was also in a ranger suit because we hadn't gotten to the point where we could unlock the other suits and so at one point matt goes down i run over and i've got equipped as one of my abilities a bubble shield so i laid down a bubble shield and then Taylor comes in kind of next to me and uses one of his abilities, which is a taunt. So then he starts drawing all the fire so that I have enough time to revive Matt. And so I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to be able to use the different abilities of the suits if you want, right, in unison. And I think that's when you're going to get the most out of the game. So from a lot of the preview pieces I read is, like, there are abilities that, you know, set uh, effect on the enemies and then there's, like, a detonate ability. Uh, that follows, and you can kind of, like, chain it with teammates. Uh, had, did you guys run into that a lot, or no? No, no, no. We, I mean, we didn't get to... Like I said, we only played for, I mean, an hour and a half, two hours, which sounds like a long time, but when you're fighting some of the issues we were fighting, it actually only equates to less than an hour of actual game time playing together. Yeah. Um, But I will say that the whole time we were playing, we were having a good time, and we were laughing and talking about how much fun it actually felt to play that's awesome yeah uh, 
I'm hoping to get into the next weekend's. Be- well, it's open beta next weekend, so right. I mean, a lot of issues are resolved by then. I mean, I I get that. I look IT internet infrastructure not easy. I I work in this on a day to day basis. I, I I've dealt with it. Even just getting a simple website up sometimes is the biggest issue ever. Um, so I can only imagine what getting multiplayer with millions of players up all at once can do to just servers in general. It's it's not easy, and I I get that gamers are expecting everything to work on day one, and it's uh, you know we slowly see it happening with and like Bungie nails it with Destiny. Like I've never seen issues like on day one with uh Destiny at least, but you know last generation we saw a lot of issues just in general when games launched for online servers. So yeah, I mean I I tend to be pretty forgiving. Yeah. of that kind of stuff um you have to imagine that because this is just a vip demo they weren't going out of their way to pay for more server space and to get more servers up and live and maybe they just underestimated how many people would be entering it at one time um but i do think that because this was such a disaster this weekend was such a disaster that they need to make sure that the actual launch weekend goes as f- smoothly as possible yeah, no, I, uh, it, I think if they don't nail the launch weekend, the game's dead. It, it it's it, unless they heavily discount it, uh, immediately after they get the stuff working right, it's it's gonna be like at least one nail in the coffin for that game. Yeah, because Division Two is right around the corner, and if they yeah. can't grab their audience, then they're gonna lose it to the Division, which Ubisoft Me- has done a fantastic job with over the years. Look, I, I, you know, I don't want to talk too much about the game, my experience with it, mostly because it is just a demo. It is just a slice of it. And the open weekend is coming up. So everybody should go ahead and give it a try themselves. But I will say that my short time playing with it and, you know, the same, my opinion is the same as my friends when we're talking is we have no intention of playing in the open weekend because we already are super excited for this yeah like i really do believe that this is going to be our our go-to um as far as like you know getting together playing every night going through the campaign and then i my biggest concern and worry is whether or not the end game is going to be something that actually has me coming back to it so far everything they're saying makes it sound like the end game is basically just diablo yeah and i am all for that and I, so, I like Diablo, so that works for me. My thing is, I don't want it to hit Destiny levels of repetition because, yeah, hitting increasing the difficulty for better gear is one thing, but I don't want to be playing the same stronghold over and over again. And from what I've heard, there's only three strongholds at launch, and one of them's currently in the demo. So a part of me is like, do I even want to touch the stronghold in this demo? Uh... And not save it for actual launch. Yeah, so I did not do the stronghold. I did the three story missions that they allow you to do. And at that point, I was like, all right, that's it. Like, I'm good. I've got my taste. I know what to expect. And it was it was a lot of fun. And so I'm really excited. I'm hoping that it, it can live up to that excitement and that it does hold my attention. I am looking for something right now that I can play 
cooperatively with my friends that will hold you know have us hooked for a while yeah i can definitely uh, i definitely think this could be it as long as it they handle the issues with the servers um did you experience anything with uh a town or just like a hub or anything um so when you launch as a demo and when you go and get your your quests and your story missions and stuff it loads you into a town and a little hub and that hub is not the social hub right so that is not one where you're actually seeing other players um as far as like the social hub i did not i think it's in the demo but i didn't actually go out and try to and check it out okay yeah because honestly like i said my main concern was getting to actually play the game and i didn't want to mess around with anything that was going to cause me more problems and i have to imagine trying to get into a social hub when they're already having social uh server issues would have been a, a nightmare so i didn't even try i'm also not i know that's something that they added in after the fact because you know players were asking for something like that i don't i don't need that right like where i'm told where else are you gonna have your dance parties rob yeah no i'm good I'm totally fine with just showing off my armor to my friends. Or if I want to show it off to other people, it gives you the option to leave your squad open, right? So you can join up with people or they can join up with you. Um, I'll probably be keeping it, not probably, I will be keeping it private only (laughs) all the time and make sure that I'm just playing with my friends. But if that's something I wanted, I I do like the fact that it's something that you're not forced to be into, right? Like, I, I hate it in destiny like i just did not like it yeah um because i always hated you that you had to go back and just grab your mission and then sit i mean like two loading screens yeah i mean you still there's it still seems like that's how this is gonna work as well Mm -hmm. um just without the the social aspects but like i don't know i just don't need to see a bunch of people doing emotes standing around like if that's all that's there to do, like I don't care, man. I mean, can your javelin floss? That's. Uh, I mean, I didn't find that option <laughs> in the game. <laughs> I have no doubt that there will be some emotes. I they are going to monetize this in some way, right? Yeah, I think they and said so, armor sets. Yeah. Like, yeah. But so nothing, nothing that's paid a window. Yes, right, right, right. I mean, I think it'll just be exactly the way Destiny handles it, right? Where you can get, you know, different color schemes. You can get emotes, right? Yeah. Um, which you know, I'm fine with. Like, if it doesn't actually impact gameplay, go ahead and monetize it. I don't need it, and if I feel like I need it, then I'll buy it, right? Like. So one final question on this. Yeah. Uh, the enemies you came across. Um, I mean, you're in a flying mech suit. How is it like traversing around? I guess this is more of a 3D space. You have more, um, you know, you could go all over the terrain and whatnot in the general area. But how's the, like, how do the enemies adapt to that? How, how Are they interesting or are they kind of just all bullet sponges? No, no. I mean, there were some bullet sponges. Like, some of the bigger enemies were a little spongy, but you expected them to be, right? Yeah. Um, I will say that the enemies i faced a lot of them had pretty good aim so even if i was up in the air flying around right if i was hovering in the air i was getting tagged up and also there were a couple times where some of the enemies also had the ability to fly so i would go and try to hide behind a rock and then next thing i know i'm getting shot from above 
um, because one of the enemies just happened to be there. And so I found that in the battles where we had more enemies on screen and they were more varied, I found some of those combat situations to be actually difficult and we had to like communicate and talk and um, work together. And so that's the thing that I think I'm most excited about, right? Is that I'm hoping that it's not just a matter of like fly to point A, shoot a bunch of dudes, fly to point B, and it just becomes easy, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping just that the enemies, I mean, look, I still want to feel powerful most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. But I won't feel powerful if I'm just squashing everything. I'll right. feel powerful if I'm squashing a lot of things, <laughs> but then overcoming some challenges now and then, right? That's when it becomes satisfying. Yeah. And I think this is going to have that. I mean, man, I wish you had actually gotten into play so you could see what I mean. Just how good the flying felt, um, the traversal. Once you got the hang of it, right? Um, I, all I know is I saw this gif of somebody. Uh, I think it was. I'm going to murder you. No, it, it's a, it's an animator. It was an animator. No, 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 no. It's a gif. Stop. I don't care what that guy says. It's a gif. Okay. It was an animated scene uh-huh. on Twitter that this anim- uh, this animator <laughs> that works in the games industry uh, tweeted out. It was just showing what it's like to initiate the flight sequence and breaking it down. Yeah. The amount of detail and like work that went into it. It looks absolutely incredible. I, I really want to see that game on my screen. All I still got to see was that title screen. It looked fantastic. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because one of my friends we were playing, and after we got done our, our little session, he's like, "Man, this guy, this game kind of makes me feel like I should finally go out and get a 4K TV and an Xbox One X." It, it, honestly, man, Xbox One X by itself is worth the purchase, even if you're on a 1080p TV. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that. My 4K TV upgrade has been amazing. Just even just the Netflix content, man. Everything pops. Oh yeah. But my only this this is the one thing that made me mad though. Uh, I've only had my TV since November, uh, the week before Black Friday, and in like the bottom right, I don't know what happened, but there's like this grayish smudge that's like on the LED pixels itself. So I have to get it uh, put in a service request and get another one or get it fixed somehow. I'm just kind of frustrated that it exists. It's not too big of an issue when it comes to, uh, like, movies, because the black bars tend to cover it, yeah. or if it, the screen's dark. But if you're, like, watching something where the l- colors are light, it's like your eyes just immediately, like, a beam rate to it. It's like... Oh, sword. man, that's rough. Yeah, it's a sore thumb. But, yeah, no, it, 4K, 4K games look fantastic <laughs> yeah and listen you mentioned you were playing resident evil 2 yeah can all games at this point not only support 4k but also support Dolby atmos i mean what are we doing oh my god like why is it every like i played this uh, resident evil 2 with Dolby atmos headphones on the entire time i could hear sounds coming from every direction and i'd still get freaked out actually it's probably even more scarier with those um yeah it bothers me that assassin's creed origins had Dolby atmos support mm-hmm. and odyssey does it for some reason oh that's frustrating it like i remember and i went back and popped in origins and i could hear the direction arrows were flying by yeah by x head the level of detail is absolutely crazy ah oh. yes dobe atmos it should be in every game yeah 100%. Every, every headset should support it yeah i mean i think that's a good thing right now with uh the xbox one x 
or even the Xbox One is it every it will run Dolby Atmos on every headset. There's a difference though between a headset that's like tuned and the drivers are it you know yeah it the headset itself is made with the intention of being used on on Dolby Atmos. Did you ever get the ones I recommended to you? I do. I do have those as well. I use those mostly. Um, my son uses those actually on his Xbox One S. And he has Atmos on there because, of course, I paid the $15 so he could have it on there. Or actually, no, it no, came it, with the code yeah, yeah, in that headset. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, you're right. Um, and uh, so I've used it when I've played on his because his is upstairs. So sometimes when I don't feel like I'm all down here, I'll play on his. And I also use it on the Switch. And they are they are really nice. The, the yeah. battery, I think they're the Platronics Rig 800LX or something like yes. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Made for Xbox One and Windows 10. There's like a little USB dongle that you can connect to whatever console you want. Uh, and it they work. Uh, especially on the Switch, they're fantastic because there's wireless headphones that just work. And one of my favorite things about it is the battery life. Like, you can get a good 24 hours out of these headphones. Yeah. And, ah. Oh. I love them. best purchase and they're half the price of Astros so it's just yeah I mean I'm at a, I'm really at a point where I mean I say this and I'm still gonna end up doing it but I recommend to everybody else I recommend not spending you know 250 300 dollars there are so many headsets out there now that for 150 180 as long as you take care of them right yeah uh, sound just as good if not better yeah I mean I, I think these ones were 150. Yeah, I actually got them on sale for 120 and oh, I got man. them for my son. So Yeah, I think I even got warranty on these, just in case something does happen. Um, yeah. So, let's see, come whenever the warranty runs out, if there's anything better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I think there's one last thing I do want to touch upon. Uh, last week, we were talking about games that we could, if we had a chance of bringing back from franchises, um... And I said Advanced Wars, and I didn't know that our uh, podcast had the power, but apparently it does. Uh, Nintendo had their indie Switch event, where they highlighted like indie games, and one of them is one of the games they highlighted was Wargroove, which comes out February first from Chucklefish, and they essentially said they wanted to make a game like Advanced Wars because there's nothing that existed in this console space, and it, it looks amazing. It's like medieval. Advanced Wars. It has cross-play between PC, Xbox, and uh, Switch. Uh, all in- asynchronous uh, multiplayer. People can design and share maps, create cutscenes and campaigns. So if this is as good as any of the previous Advanced War games, I uh, I just think this will be like one of those be-all end-alls for the genre because if people can make their campaigns and share them, I... Uh, I wouldn't need any other game. <laughs> um, other than that, I think that does it for this week. Yeah, a, a short one this week since it's just two of us. Yes. Uh, I'm hoping we'll, we can do one for next week because I really want to talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. And Yeah, we'll talk after this and we'll talk to Jen and figure out if we can't maybe yeah, you know get one recorded a little bit early than we normally would yeah. and then just have it post normal time we normally record sunday nights for a little bit behind the scenes and next sunday is the super bowl and we're definitely not recording after no i'll be in i'll be in no shape to yeah. do any kind of talking i'm hosting a party uh at my place with a lot of people so am i yeah, raided my shopping because if you wait last second all the good chips are gone and so yeah. and the salsa so 
Uh, we'll keep you posted for when the next episode will drop up. We, I truly, uh, am truly thankful for all the support we've been getting. The numbers for of downloads and listeners we've gotten uh, from the first couple episodes of the game's cast for Deadly Class and Magicians has uh, it's really been great. And it really helps motivate us to go out and to do more. Um, so looking forward to everyone's feedback. And if you want to stay tuned, you can follow us at the WorkPrint on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mia. Uh, Rob, what about you? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've said this before. Don't bother following me on Twitter. I mostly just use that to uh, follow other people. Um but if you want, you can go ahead and start following me on Instagram at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. Uh, I started posting pictures of some of the baking and cooking I've been doing. And so uh, just be forewarned, all that's going to be on there is pictures of my kids, pictures of my dogs, and then pictures of what I'm making. Uh, my most recent picture is a picture of a tiramisu that I made from scratch for the first time. It looks fantastic. It was really, really good. Like I, you know, I don't want to pat my own back, you know, but it was, it was really good. I actually made brownies. I should have posted that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I just got a quick shout out to Jen, uh, who couldn't make it this week. Uh, she could follow her over at Twitter at Jen Jen Stayrook, I believe it is. Uh, and uh, Jen's also on the Workprint sister podcast, Super Trash, which uh, where Jen and Alyssa talk about Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I believe they just got a new episode up just today uh, since the shows are back. So definitely give that a look-see. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week or whenever our next one is up. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.